So, you know the movie Brewster's Millions, right? I do. Of course, yes. I, I, that, I mean, that's a classic. Right? A classic movie. With Richard Pryor. Of course. I never thought that none of the above would be a real thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right? Exactly. Didn't that just happen? Going. I know where you're going with this. Where am I going with it? <laughs> well, Nikki Haley lost to, to none of the above. To none of the above. That's right. Right? Yeah. What? So Richard Pryor knew all along that this was going to happen. Yes, exactly. Well, here's the thing. When you lose to none of the above... It's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. Not at all. And now for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing, and digital content news. This old marketing. Take it away, boys. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to This Old Marketing, proudly brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And you really do need to be a business professional to enjoy this. All right. Anyway, I'm Robert Rose, and welcome to episode number 414 for Friday, February 9th, 2024. And with me, as always, as he always is, my friend, my colleague, and, well, the guy who was the backup plan who would have announced Taylor Swift's new album had she not won the Grammy, Mr. Joe Polizzi. <laughs> oh, 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 we got, hey, we got a new background. Hey, hey how about hey, that? Hey, 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 how about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Who's this Taylor Swift person you're talking about? I know. I know. It's, it's, she's really come out of nowhere, really, uh, to, to sort of take over the world. I've, se- I've been seeing a lot of things lately comparing Taylor Swift now to Michael Jackson back in the day. Do you I think she's is that bigger. a fair comparison? I, no, I think she's bigger. You think she's bigger than Michael Jackson Thriller? She's she's already sold, not already. I mean, she's been around for some time. 200 million albums. 200 million. 200 albums. billion. Yeah, I mean, trillion. come on. So, I mean, I don't know what I'm sure Michael Jackson's Thriller is uh hanging around that number if not more than that but it's also had 20 30 years to to do that where taylor's albums have really taken off over the last 10 yeah um, i i know i i the, the sales i think are so I'm, I'm almost thinking about just this moment in time of popularity because what i when i think back and the thriller video remember when the thriller video was was going to be i on, watched the right? i watched the debut i sat everybody in, I, I ran everybody. home yeah. From yeah, I ran home from school to watch it. Yep. Everybody watched it. It was such a big deal. There was nobody yep. bigger. And the reason why I think that was better is because we don't we didn't have the distraction of mobile 24/7 content news oh, at the time. No. It was, it was just that. That was yeah. the event. Not saying that what's going on with Taylor Swift is so unimaginable that it would happen like this again, but it seems to me that that time and maybe I'm just nostalgic about it. But it seems because there was no others, there's nothing else going on. That was it for that whole week running up for that week and then thriller and the that's everyone knew about it. Yeah. It was so. it was well it and interestingly, if you'll remember, the album had been out for some time. The album had been out for quite a while before. Well, yeah, because you already had uh you already had Billy Jean, yeah, and you already had beat it. So That's there right. was all, and then it was already, you know, it was number one on the charts forever and ever and ever. And then Thriller was the Thriller video. And that's when videos were, I mean, like the new release oh. of somebody's video was a huge deal. Huge thing. They would have the video debut party. We would have pizza, you know, and we would, I mean, I, so MTV was on 24 seven in my little place uh, at college. Right. So, uh, which for those of you who are counting at home would have been the 1985, you know, ish, you know, uh, through, you know, era 85, 86. Um, so th- it was, it was absolutely 84 was when I first started and the fall of 84 was when I first started at college, but basically it was MTV was 24, seven, 365 on, in my little rooms where that I shared with you know some other students um and we just watched we watched that we watched MTV 
and wrestling. Those are the two. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, you know, and the whole thing. And then they mashed together, which was like, that was the most amazing thing ever. Well, when and yeah, the whole Cindy, Cindy Lauper thing. Cindy Lauper you, and yeah, that was... Captain Lou Albano and, and Hulk Hogan. And I mean, it was, it was like, for us, that was like the thing, right? I think we have to now. Do we have a younger audience? Because if we do, no. we have to apologize no. to them right I, now. I think, are we yeah. are. Is every? Are, do we? Is it all Gen Xers that it, we? Well, that we no, have I don't think it's all this? Gen Xers. There's, there's, there's. I think we have a lot of millennials. I don't know that we have any Gen Z. <laughs> I don't know we have any Gen Z. No Zoomer. Right? No Zoomers in the audience. No. If you're a Zoomer, would you? Uh, would I don't know how do how would they communicate with us? They can give Snap. us a review. That would be great. Watch, yeah, that would, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. We definitely need some Zoomer reviews. That's right. Is, yeah. is what we would like. You know, uh, you can you say know, before, that we're both, we're, we're sus or that we have the Riz. Have you know that? that do you know this, right? You have, if you got the Riz, I think both of us have the Riz. I don't, I don't know. I know. I, I've been learning about slaps. <laughs> yes. That's slaps. <laughs> I'm like, slaps is good. Slaps yeah. is good. It's like, that slaps. I'm like, now, now we're, now we're, now we're becoming everybody i just know i just okay. figured they out just, about they sus. just jumped the shark oh man it's uh, we know we try i try yeah. i got i got two two uh you know generation z's so yeah you yeah, i do the best i do the best i can i do i know we we've got a, a fast moving show ahead of us but i do, do have to say and i mentioned it on the last episode is that you and i will be doing a live episode of this old marketing on May 5th. That's the rumor. At, yeah. It, no, it's absolutely happening. It's for sure now. Our own friends at HubSpot are, have made this possible. So on, oh. on May 5th, you and I will be doing it. We, we're going to have a guest. We, we're not going to announce the guest yet. Oh, probably because we're still working. I don't even it. know. So that's how well, you're you're going to be there and I'm going to be there. So it's going to be in Cleveland on May 5th. And I want all of our <laughs> listeners to be there. So if you would like to join us, Go to cex.events and then use the TOM, capital TOM. That stands for this old marketing. Get an extra yeah. $100 off. So come and see us live. And so we can actually talk to you and thank you for listening. Absolutely. So, I know I threw yeah. that. I didn't tell you I was going to do this. No, that's a curveball. Yeah. I but like I, it. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Do yeah, you? Yeah. We want we want yeah. our, our tried and true listeners to be at CEX. And, and I, we'd like to see you. That's that's absolutely you. the case. That's absolutely the case. Well, I can't wait. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. Right, yes. What do we got? What do we, we got? We got going a good show. Today? Yeah, we yeah. got a good show. Uh, we're going to introduce a new segment, but we're going to we're going to start with our big story, of course, um, and talk about the news. The uh, Joe Rogan got a new deal in podcasting, and what does that mean for the end, perhaps, of exclusivity? Then we'll get to the rest of the news, and we'll talk about Meta. A bit because Meta, well, they're not only now going to label AI images, well, they may also, eh, they may be blocking some access for some groups, et cetera, et cetera. So lots of changes going on with Facebook and Meta at the moment. And then we'll get to our new segment, which we're calling Hits and Misses, where we'll call out somebody who's winning in marketing and somebody who's losing in marketing this week. We've got an example of those kinds of things. And each week we might have one hit, one miss. We might have two hits, no misses. We might have two misses, no hits. It doesn't matter. We'll you'll find out actually, or and then of course, big miss. Yeah, one big miss. Yes. <laughs> this, whole, this whole show is one big miss. That is correct. But that is correct. Is and then of course we'll get to our classic rants and rays where Joe and I will go off on a little bit of a rant. And Joe, uh, this week, well, he's going to be talking about what are you talking about this Billy week? Billy Joel are you ranting about. Oh, Billy Joel. Oh, that's right. And that's it's not right. a rant. That's right. Uh, it's it's a it's it's a it's a warm, loving commentary about Lovely. my favorite artist of all time. All so. right. Well, I am going to rant a little bit about what B2B, um, because this time of year always brings up uh, big ideas and the Super Bowl and everything that's going to be happening uh, over the coming weekend. And and it just reminds me each and every year about how we're not doing big ideas anymore in marketing. And so I'm going to rant a little bit about that. So. So, yeah, big show. Big, big, uh, big, big. Can big we do show. can we do Super Bowl predictions we're, as we record this on the eighth for the ninth? Uh, so this is before the Super Bowl. We know yep. we have no insider knowledge about what's going to happen. Yep. Do you do you want to do you want to give a prediction and a score? And we'll I think see how the NFL is. I think the NFL is rigged, and I think uh, Taylor <laughs> Swift and Travis Kelsey will walk out in the middle of the field and endorse Joe Biden. No, but, but my um, question is: Is Joe Biden in the middle of the two of them, and they're holding hands together, <laughs> or is it sort of they they walk out uh, single file? That's what I don't know. Yeah, I know that. 
They're holding. I think they're holding hands. I think. Yeah. It, I yeah, and maybe a, singing Kumbaya. That's a bunch of malarkey. Um, <laughs> no. Here's my here's here's my prediction. My prediction is. I say this. I say this more because I kind of want it more than I kind of think it. Because um, you hate San Francisco. I really, really yeah. do. Okay. Um, and and so I'm, I, but I don't love. Uh, you don't like it, Mahomes or no, San really, not really. Um, I, I'm gonna say Chiefs, and I'm gonna say 35 to 31. Um, wow. Chiefs win. That's pretty yep. close to mine. Because I already, I should have wrote it down, so you knew I wasn't copying. I believe that there is a conspiracy in the Chiefs and the NFL wants they want yeah. the Chiefs to win. They want to show Taylor at the end of this thing. I think that it's Kansas City 37, San Francisco 34. There you go. Yeah. So, so basically similar, we're in the similar we're, thing. Yeah, I, just... I believe, yeah. I would take if I was a betting man, which I'm not, but if I was a betting man, I would bet the over. Uh, oh, lots, for sure. Lots of yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of points scored. Lots the of the defense is going to be non-existent for a while. I think that's true. Game. I think yeah. that's true. I think both offenses will do well. Um, I like, you know, I don't know. I, 49ers defense is good. It really is. It's really, it's a really good defense. That linebacker group is, is just amazing. So, but you know, I don't know. I don't They're know. not I, great. I can't, you know, here's, the, that here's the honest truth. I don't care. I, don't, I really don't care. I'm actually, you know, I'm hoping for a good game and you know, I, 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 I I'm going to be disappointed in whichever team wins because you know, whatever, but AFC for this, for this year, only because then an NFC team didn't yeah. win it. So there you well, go. If, if San Francisco is going to win this, it's going to have to be rolling out Montana and a pass to, to Clark in the end zone. So yeah. like the <laughs> oh, thank I'm, you very much. I'm visualizing this correctly. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Oh, I wasn't planning on saying that. Thank you for that. I have, yes, I got nothing. See, I don't have any of those. We haven't even been in the Super Bowl, my yeah. Cleveland Browns. Thank you All for right. that. That was an NFC Championship game, but you know, nonetheless, uh, yeah, it's so. much, much different. Much All different. right. Okay. Should we should we get to our top That's, story here? Yes, we should. Okay, let's get to it. This is our big story. Big story of the week is the Joe Rogan experience is going to get more experienced. Uh, basically, the headline coming to us courtesy of the Morning Brew, uh, which really brings a marketing slant to this whole thing. Um, and we have some, both Joe and I have thoughts about this. Uh, the Joe Rogan experience won't be exclusive to Spotify anymore. And the article opens up, if you didn't, there's a bunch of mainstream media bunch of uh, really reporting this, but we wanted to have a marketing slant on this. If you didn't have a sub Spotify subscription, says the, the, the news story, well, you used to have to rely on your loudest cousin to recap the episodes of the Joe Rogan experience. That's just not a... That's just, oh no, it's just ah, the leads these days, the kids, the kids with their leads. Anyway, it's, yeah, they're computers, anyways. I mean, anyway, he, the streamer renewed its deal with its wonderful big star for 250 million shamoleons, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal. And there was one big change it will no longer, that's the Joe Rogan experience, will no longer be exclusive to Spotify. That means last year's most popular podcast on Spotify will also now be available on Apple, Amazon, and YouTube. Joe Rogan isn't the only host to break out of Spotify's audio box. Alex Cooper, host of the platform's second most popular podcast, Call Her Daddy, not even going to go there, just signed a new deal that allows her show to stream on other platforms too. Spotify is ready to start sharing. Spotify is scrapping its ex exclusivity model to garner a wider audience for shows and snag more ad revenue. This is ironic considering union leaders for Gimlet and Parcast blame the platform's exclusivity model for starving its podcast of audience growth when the company launched or excuse me, conducted layoffs in 2022. Bottom line, they've got a history of hemorrhaging cash, uh, but CFO Paul Vogel is expected the business to break even this year. So what say you? Good deal, bad deal? Did he deserve it? What's going on? I think it it shows us the the revenue model for podcasts right now. The growth area is advertising. It's not about getting more subscribers on the network. Spotify yeah. realizes this. I mean, it's so funny how many amazing shows Spotify's killed because they took them in. They went exclusive to the Spotify channel. Now there are no more. The whole thing just seems silly. And then they realize, oh my God, the ad the ad model works. Netflix has showed us that it works. Amazon's going that direction, which I really hate, by the way, that Amazon's going to this model with their prime video. And Spotify's going this direction as well. They believe that they can get, because 
Rogan will get a much wider audience on all these other platforms. They can monetize that, take the percentage of revenue, and it works out much better than just getting saying, oh, we're going to get subscribers because Rogan's exclusive on Spotify. So the whole, the whole subscription gateway scenario, theory, philosophy, strategy, if you will, sort of out the window right now and has been for the past 12 months we're, we're going I, toward this ad model that and and everyone's got money for ads these days so because the economy's good it's really I'm, I'm surprised i didn't see this happening i thought the exclusivity model was something that was just going to be a long-term strategy but right now i mean not that it doesn't work but there's way more opportunities for spotify outside of that than just saying it's exclusive to spotify yeah what do you think? I, I i disagree only slightly um, okay. which is, I think this was the plan all along. Really? Um, yeah, I really do. I take think... it in, take it in and get as many subscribers as you can. Correct. And then say, correct. Basically. So another milk, conspiracy milk that cow for as long as it, yeah, basically they, so what they're, you know, what, the, what the, what the hypothesis is with going subscription is you are, you know, you're making people change a habit. Right. So in other words, if you want Joe Rogan, you can only get it on Spotify. Therefore, you're going to start listening to all your podcasts on Spotify and subscribe, obviously, yeah. is the is the hope there that you'll you'll pay for a subscription and you'll and, and you'll subscribe to Spotify as your exclusive provider of podcasts. And then, of course, that line flattens out over time. Right. It just it has to it. You know, you, there's only a certain percentage of your audience that you're going to get. And then it's basically, you know, moving the needle from zero to 60 is relatively straightforward and then moving it from 60 to 61 to 62 to 63 is going to be years right so that line flattens out that curve flattens out over time so that's where you make your bet right you make your bet with rogan to say we're going to bring you in exclusive we're going to pay you a lot of money to be exclusive and at some point that line we know that line that curve is going to flatten and when it does we'll widen you back out again and we'll start you know, we'll, we'll basically then, and, and they can, they can do that. They, they can't do it again with Rogan. Obviously, once you do it, you're, you're sort of done, but now they could do it with another big artist, right? They could bring him in, make him exclusive for a little bit, get more people of that audience in, and then of course, widen it out and make the money because the, now where I agree with you hundred percent is that the money, the revenue is in advertising. And we've seen that as a trend, uh, really for the last, you know, for the last, I don't know, 24 months or so is that sponsorship and advertising is back. And this and podcast you know, is a line item now, which is that's which right. Hadn't happened three years ago. Yeah, it was still yeah. a, a new technology, if you will, even though it was over 20 years old. That's right. And so it's a it's a it's a place to do brand advertising and very targeted to specific audiences. And um, there are elements of programmatic now being inserted into, you know, into into podcasts that make it, you know, a little more even, you know, sort of algorithmically driven in some cases uh, for ad insertion. But oh, more and more, this is a this is a, a going concern is in terms of a medium, the number of people who are listening. And Rogan's a big reason for that. He's not the only reason for that. You know, I mean, the, there's articles that have been talking about how he invented the medium. It's like, no, he didn't. He didn't invent the medium. He just basically took advantage of the medium it. and, a, and yeah. really captured a zeitgeist. Yeah. For a big audience. Um, yeah, but, but then, I think this is, it's, it's, this is a big, I mean, he deserves it. I mean, I hate his show. I, I think, I think he's a clown, but, but uh, you know, he does, he definitely deserves it. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with all the topics, but I think he's brilliant and incredibly smart and the, yeah. he's a great interviewer. He absolutely is. And that's what, that's when I, when I think of Howard Stern too, it just, it, just an amazing interview. One of the best interviewers of all time, Howard Stern. If you don't like anything he's I ever done. I I don't know if I'd do. say Rogan is a great interviewer. I don't think he's a great interview. I mean, it, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I've listened to a few interviews. Now, I'm not an aficionado. I mean, I have not listened to that line. I don't, I don't know. I find I his interview, I mean, he's just he long. He's just so long, right? I mean, his shows are long. So, let, so let's say that you're right. What, what, <laughs> What's the incentive for anybody to do an exclusive deal anymore? I don't think they just bring them over. Why don't Money. they just say, no, Money. okay, go with this. Why not just do the sponsor deal? Just say, I, we want your ads. We want to run your ads. We've got this great, Spotify's got this great network of advertisers that they can plug them in. We'll do the whole thing for you. We'll manage the whole thing. And you keep doing what you're doing. 
you don't have to do the whole move to exclusive well, to non-exclusive. Well, that's you that's going to be. A, yeah, I think that's a uh, that's on a deal by deal basis. I I hundred percent. That's agree what with I that. think happens. But that that's what I think happens. I think it's a network deal, kind of like what we're on a network deal. It's the same type of thing. It's like sure. okay, we'll bring them together instead of this whole back and forth thing. Maybe maybe the days of the Joe, maybe that Joe Rogan deal and the other ones you talked about are just a blip in time and they don't happen anymore. I, you know, I think they will. I think I, my prediction is, is that they will happen and we'll start to see, uh, they'll become, you know, they're, they're, they're rarer because they have to be right. In other words, you have to be of a certain size before this makes sense. In other words, yeah. You have to be, and and by the way, you probably have to have a certain audience type, right? One that is one that is prone to being more loyal to the show than they are whatever player that they use for their other podcast. So, it will take a very specific type of artist or creator for that deal to make sense. But I do predict that if if there is somebody who breaks out like a Joe, I mean, our friend Tom Webster said this very well. That one of the biggest problems with uh, Rogan is the fact that he's so popular that it's he's there's such an outlier. You know, the number two is so far below. I mean, he's you know, he's doing something on the order of I think uh, the numbers I saw were 190 million downloads a month. I mean, that's just I mean, that's just well, podcasting in general really follows the long, the, the long tail, right? I mean, you've got You've got a hundred podcasts that are 98% or whatever. It's really right. nuts. And then you've got all these little ones and us included. Yeah. Except, and, but even when you look in marketing, like you'll say, okay, we're a bigger one in marketing. And then you've got all this. So I guess it depends on the industry that you're, you're looking at. I just, it, it's, it's, it's interesting to me that podcasts one have gone mainstream now from an advertising spend perspective. Because you and I have even had conversations that we've never had before, just because oh hey podcast get so many downloads, look at CP whatever whatever it is, but um, Smartless just did the uh, the deal with Amazon, but that's not an they're that's not exclusive, right? They wanted they wanted the ads. That's right. So so yeah, I, I don't think that's a well, deal like Rogan. Is, you know, it's it's sponsoring the artist, right? I mean, this this is the yeah. this is a classic distribution deal, right? I mean, it's so it's 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 basically. This is it, it, this is much more of a classic way that media deals are done, where you own you basically you own the artist, not you know not the artist and the show, and so the the you know the the deal will be that you know they're getting su because not, let's also not forget that part of this deal is a rev share, it's a revenue share with Rogan and Spotify, right? So he he's he's got great incentive to make his platform work on other platforms right so sure. you know so to promote other things to make youtube work to make a apple podcast work to make other things work so that he increases the revenue overall and then there's a percentage of that that's given him back to him as part of this deal so the deal is worth 250 million dollars but it's not like he's getting a check for that guaranteed right so there is i'm, I'm as i understand the deal there is some guaranteed money but this is it's going to be incumbent on him now to make this thing work, which is which is part and parcel with what you have to do in this kind of situation to make a deal like this work. You know, whether it's a television show, whether it's a film, whether it's, you know, a radio show, whether it's a podcast, if you're going to do this kind of a distribution deal where you own you own the content, you own the artist, but you let them distribute on many, 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 many platforms. Well, then it's incumbent upon you to make it an entrepreneurial type of thing for the artists themselves. Well, I think the learning there is too, if you want to talk about the marketing side is you have more of these brands that are picking up, you know, like HubSpot, right? You're picking up all these things. You, the learning is, is that you don't say you have to be just on our website or just on our property. Or we're going right. to, we're going to put you behind a gate or something like that. You, that's not what you want. That's not this model. This model is, is that you probably you're going to use it as a promotional tool for your ads. That's right. More than anything else. And you want the, them to expand the reach. You want them to figure out TikTok and YouTube and Reels and the whole thing so that they can grow. And then you can get your message out to more people. So it's a numbers game. It's yeah. not an exclusivity deal on the market. Well, it'll be either. interesting because it'll to me, it will be interesting to see if we start to see targeted ads by platform. Right. I mean, 
you know, in other words, you, there are, there are, in other words, in the media kit for Joe Rogan or the media kit for whatever podcast, you know, this sort of works with where there are ads that are inserted only for podcasts on Apple. And then there are ads that are inserted only for podcasts on Spotify, or there are ads that are inserted only for, you know, basically based on your player, you get particular ads, which could be audi segmented by audience and segmented by, you know, region, seg you know, all, all mm -hmm. kinds of things, which would play into a much more targeted advertising or media buy. But, you know, I, I, I don't know enough about the capabilities of them to do that uh, to, to, to really, to really know. I'm, I'm, if it's not already possible, it will be shortly. I'm sure. I think, I think yeah. you are. I think you can already do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not I'm, I'm I would side. be surprised if you couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. This is the most we've ever talked about Joe Rogan in one episode. And I, I already think God. feel icky. Let's, let's hope it's not. I need, for a long uh, other I need time. a shower. <laughs> well, speaking of shower and speaking of advertising and speaking of revenue model, <laughs> why don't we, why don't we go ahead? Oh, and yeah. Pay, yeah. Let's pay, a, let's pay a couple of bills, shall we? Let's do that. Alley-oops don't happen without team chemistry, and your leads go nowhere if you aren't on the same page with sales. Yeah, I get it. And HubSpot, they get it too. That's why they created Sales Hub. It's an all-in-one platform built with all the tools you need for your team's success. Smarter prospecting? Check. Faster revenue? Yep. Scales with you? Yeah, sure does. You ready to help your sales team reach an all-star selling status? Head to HubSpot.com sales to try Sales Hub for free. Want a new podcast for your 2024 listening? Well, we can make that happen. In fact, why don't you try Make It Happen Monday, hosted by John Barrows. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Make It Happen Monday offers actionable sales tips to close more business and interviews industry leaders. Host John Barrows includes his insight as a leading B2B sales trainer and founder of J. Barrows Consulting. One recent episode I loved featured Jason Tan, a B2B expert in AI and the founder of Engage AI. Check it out. Make it happen Monday wherever you get your favorite pods. Are you looking to create a show? You know, kind of like the one you're watching or listening to right now? How meta. Well, Joe and I love StreamYard. And with StreamYard, you can multi-stream to your social media platforms, host a weekly show with special guests, create webinars, record podcasts with local recordings, create videos, and so much more. Joe and I have been using StreamYard for this old marketing's YouTube channel as well as live streaming to LinkedIn. We never knew how easy this could be. Just go to StreamYard.com slash The Tilt and receive a lifetime discount. That's lovely. oh, that is That's lovely. lovely. I just, I, you know what? <laughs> it's funny because you, in in that little segment, you give a lot of love to Streamyard because you say Joe and I are doing this and Joe and I are doing that. From my production, uh, it's probably cut forty five minutes off my time to produce. It's yeah, because it's, because I don't yeah. have to insert the ads afterward, and we can do them in line and the video and the whole yeah. thing. It's just it. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When we first started with Streamyard. Uh, and by the way, this is just us yapping. We're not. This is. This is not an ad. This, this isn't is the continuation paid. of the ad. Um, but but the the um, I was like a little unsure about it. Like you know, I was like because ah, it 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 does make you do things in a very particular way. Um, but now after that learning curve, I uh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite of the platforms for sure. There's, there's, well, I mean, you, we, it was, we, we have it a was, new background yeah. this week. It took us two seconds to do really? that. It's exactly. like we throw up any, you know, questions from the audience and all. I mean, it's for us, it works really well. I mean, I'm I'm under the assumption that it would work even better if we were a show that took guests. Because yeah. <laughs> but we don't. Uh, yes. <laughs> we not, much, never... much to the dismay of the 14 uh, emails I got this week from PR companies. I just wish they were. Why their I, CEO see, would be great. This is what I want. I want to. I want to hear. Look, I know you don't take guests yet, but if you do, would you consider just that's do right. that? I would. Then totally I know that you to that. at least yeah. listen to the show. Yeah, that's right. It's really ridiculous. That's right. That's Anyways, right. What else we got this week? All right, we got some fun, interesting news. I don't know how fun it is, but it's interesting nonetheless. From Meta this week, um, fresh on the heels of their. Did you oh see that God. blowout quarter? Holy smokers! 
Um, yeah, They're they like just 20 percent crushed it. Crushed it. stock is like 460. Now I'm such an idiot. God, am oh, I an I idiot? Got, I told you, I told you, I bought in at like $67 or something. Did you like really? That. Oh my That's... god, right when it almost right when it hit the bottom because of yeah, because all that metaverse stuff was hitting. Yeah, but it's not their core business. It's like no, don't oh whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they are back in a big way, doing a big buyout, you know, stock buyback and, and all of that. Um, not doing so good on the PR and comms though, with laying off a bunch of people as they do the stock buyback. Not really the best look. But anyway, knew that this coming. isn't about either of those things. This is about two news stories that broke this week about Meta. The first is that they were gonna they're gonna start labeling AI images across Facebook, Instagram, and threads. Uh, this coming to us courtesy of Search Engine Journal, uh, where the highlights are that Meta will label AI-generated images um, uh, in the coming months, and it is intended to help people identify synthetic content, and they will use various techniques, mm -hmm. says uh, Search Engine Journal, like watermarks and metadata. And uh, it announced that it'll start doing this with uh, create images created by AI across all of their platforms in the coming months which will be really interesting at the same time they announced uh something that is now sort of coming to pass uh, a little bit ago and this comes to us courtesy of TechCrunch, and we can talk about both things really um which is the recent surprise announcement that meta will soon be shutting off its facebook groups api basically meaning that if you run a facebook group uh and you currently you are an agency or whatever and you use one of the tools to actually post up messages or post up the things within that Facebook group, you will no longer be able to do that. That is causing all kinds of problems uh, for those who run multiple Facebook groups and multiple content programs on Facebook. Um, and I guess the whole source of it was at one point there was a feature that allowed you to sort of target one individual user in that Facebook group, like, hey, you shouldn't have posted that or, hey, we're going to ban you or whatever. Uh, and now they're going to make that feature available through another avenue and then shut off the entire feature so uh what do you think about these two things in general i mean does this have anything to do with they're sort of trying to bury this news in all the good news or is this sort of news about nothing or what do you what what are your what's your take i believe that the this is uh preparation for the end times uh, and when i say <laughs> the end times i mean the election Okay. Oh, uh, the election oh, interesting. Coming. All right. This is a, I believe this is a, first of all, this is a moment in time. In a year from now, none of this is going to be possible. That's right. Uh, and, and also when, when you're talking about human content versus AI or computer content, it's, there is no human, con just human content created anymore. There's nobody right. You know, there's nobody on an easel. Right. You're just, draw you got watercolor you're not monet this is not van gogh anymore everything is computer assisted today okay yeah. now it's even more computer assisted and more and more and more and every day it's more and more i think this is a moment in time that a year from now two years from now would be almost silly but they're getting ahead of the storm and that storm is going to be the deep fakes that we're already seeing uh, there, what was that news that came out? Was it in South Korea about a, oh, gosh, somebody yes. being duped by a deep fake? They're getting, it's getting, uh, it's getting incredibly difficult to figure out what's real and what's not. Uh, so again, back, if you, if you listen to the last episode about buying your plot of land in Wyoming, this might be a good time to consider that yeah. type of move. Yeah. I'm, I'm So that's, I think this is a PR move and I think it's a great PR move for them to say we're on it. Because when it goes down and they can't figure out how to stop this thing, they're going to say, we tried. We've, we're doing all the things. See? See, six months ago, we came out. We're actually doing all the things and, and whatever. So that, yeah. that's, I think, the core thing. The, the, the developer news that's out, I think, is tragic. And we all knew that was coming. And we didn't know when. And if you're building your business off the backs of one of these platforms. Yeah, I mean, something, something, something rented it. land. Right. Yeah, exactly. I feel horrible. I've already read some of the horror stories about these businesses that are going under. If this oh, thing agencies actually happens, especially agencies yeah. that have been hired to run, you know, so there are agencies out there that run 10, 20, 30, 40 Facebook groups with their staff, um, you know, for companies yeah. or for, you know, private groups or for cities or for, you know, all, all kinds, you know, think about all kinds of groups out there that aren't just marketing, you know, yeah. teams sort of, managing their their customer community or whatever but 
but basically, you know, like neighborhoods and cities and all those kinds of things where there are agencies that are hired to help do that. And this is going to be, this is going to be really hard for them. And by the way, this happened before t Twitter. I mean, yeah. is, a, is a recent example of them shutting off their API access and developer access. So this yeah. is, this should not now, I don't want to, I don't want to feel, I don't want to come off. Like I don't have a heart. This is horrible, horrible, horrible stuff, but we need to program ourselves as marketers and creators to expect the platforms to continue to take away anything you have as a creator, as an agency and yeah. any, anything that you had where you feel like you, Oh, now I've got an advantage advantage. The next day it will be gone. They yeah. will take it away from you, your subscribers, your access, the things you can say and do. And I'm, I mean, it just is. It's yeah. been that way well, for 20 years. <laughs> It'll continue to be that way. And the funny thing is, it's it, it inevitably is the feature that you would normally rationalize and go, they would never take that away. Yeah. They wouldn't they would never they would never do that. That would be in their worst interest to do that. Right. And well, sure. I mean, this is like, why would you ever expect them to take this away from Facebook groups? Right. And I'm sure they have their reasons. I'm sure they have sort of a, you know, a, a basically they, you know, I, I'm guessing is because they want you spending more time in the platform. It's, it's, a, it's, it's about something called money. Yeah. And, well, and, or yeah, revenue, however course. you want Th yeah. this move, whatever they're doing is driving more revenue to Facebook because they've, <laughs> the, by the way, the fact that Facebook is now doing a dividend. Yeah, that's me, so funny. Yeah, it, it's funny. It is. Yeah, but yeah, but there. So so what happened with the whole losing billions of dollars in the metaverse thing was Zuckerberg, him and got the the group together with the board. And they say, OK, we are going to create the most profitable company that's ever existed. And they're doing it right now. They just turned yeah. that switch and they said, we're going to stop investing over here. We're going to just put that on. That's all going to be a profits. They have, they have so many profits. They didn't know what to do with them all. So they have to give <laughs> some back to shareholders. Yeah. That's how horrible it is. Yeah. That's, that's how bad things are <laughs> right now. That's <laughs> how bad it's... it is for poor Mark Zuckerberg who added, by the way, $28 billion yeah. in value yeah. to his personal coffers. Yeah. So. And all he had to do was stand up in front of Congress and turn around and go, sorry to all those parents. Sorry. Really sorry. It, uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, they were talking about this on on Pivot, Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway talked about how he could be one of the greatest CEO, like execution operation people ever. And as much as you hate to admit it, they might be right. Maybe, maybe. To take it, to take it from, especially from founder to we've, we haven't seen this before, what they're doing. It's yeah, really he's got unbelievable. A, his uh, off of no product off of other people's information. Understood. They were able to do yeah. this. There's no yeah. media company in the history of media companies that have done this. Fair enough. I mean, it, so. it, it you know, that that's, it's a fair point. I mean, it's, it, it very much, it very much troubles me to, to say that and admit that, but it's probably true. Um, you know, I mean, I just look at others as more, I guess, aspirational, uh, as a leader, um, than, than he, well, well no, and that's not what we're, we're not, <laughs> I know, I know I it's know. we're not it's... talking about what Zuckerberg stands for, right? Because Zuckerberg it. in yeah, yeah, 20 yeah. years might go down as one of the worst people that have ever right. lived. That's right. Because of the things that Facebook has done to yeah. individuals, kids, you know, mental health. It's it's not a good it's not a good thing. But just from an operational company, profitable company, I yeah, I I, I it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah. So. yeah, it is crazy. All right, it is now time for our new segment, Ooh. a new segment here on this old marketing. See, you're getting all sorts of new stuff. Do, do, do. I'm this is, this is I don't even stuff. know what it is. Yeah. I'm yeah. what is going on here? What is this new segment? This you is a new you segment. speak of. This this new segment that we're going to do each and every week, we're going to call it every until we feel like stopping. And then, of course, we'll just stop doing it. And you won't it. even notice. Um, it's called hits and misses. And so what we want to do each week is to pick an example, a real life working example, um, either in the recent news or sort of, you know, maybe even a little bit back. But someone who really hit with marketing right in success, when we want to just we want to call it out, what a great hit it is or like the pac-man sort of dying we should have like a little sound effect of pac-man dying um totally oh, missed the boat 
We can totally. add we can add sound yeah. effects to this thing. I mm -hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't. Ha I have Robert Riggs' beautiful voice that <laughs> are one of our listeners. Yeah. We could add. <laughs> we could do something like that. I don't know. No. We could. Yeah. We'll... Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, <laughs> I what do you want to listen to? I mean, I can do all kinds of stuff. I. Yeah. How about this? Is this a hit or a miss? Meantime, as Jonathan came behind the shed, interesting things started to happen. Sorry. <laughs> All right. That was probably first, that's our first miss. That's our first miss. <laughs> would and you like to go at the would 40 you, minute mark? Yes. Yeah, would you I, would you like to go first? I, I probably shouldn't, but I will because okay. uh because why not? So I have my my very quick hit. Yeah. Because I think I don't think a lot of people realize it. Spotify opened up audiobooks just a few months ago, and they already have 11% of the market. I don't think people are paying attention to that. Finally, a formidable challenge to Amazon's Audible. So I just think that everyone needs to be aware that there's another player in town. That's my quick hit. Now this, uh, now I have, I have a hit and a miss, and okay. I've got a, this yeah. is show and tell. So if you, it, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, go to our this old marketing, and you can see, see this. how we're doing this, folks. It's like, can you see this here? Here, see that? There you go. Uh, it's, it's a little, little bit of a reflection there with your 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 there you, there you go. go hold on there you go. Ah, see that oh no dude okay i'm see that yeah don't. okay this is <laughs> really, you're gonna bring grant cardone to the party is that is that what right. you're doing oh god so, i can't wait to hear this oh shit. so i received i received this 10x world yeah from grant cardone yeah in the post office yeah so i have a hit and i told you i have a hit and a miss okay so first of all uh i <laughs> Mr. Cardone really likes himself because you think a little his picture is in your almost every page, but this is a print publication. I received <laughs> it actually through the post and kudos to the marketing people there for putting a custom publication out and, uh, you know, talking about all the, I didn't even know all the things that they had going on with this. They've got events and they've got the, uh, what, <laughs> yeah. whatever the master classes and they're, yeah. they're in like, they're in, they got the cruise ship. They got all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So first of all, for for hundred percent deliverability and actually looking at the the print medium and the and using the post, phenomenal hit. Yeah. The miss is this is <laughs> everything a, else. Every, every, everything else. Okay. Uh, this this cost a lot of money to do. This is, yeah. this is a very very glossy. I would have gone with a matte cover. Grant, by the way, uh, the the gloss is just way too much on on the cover. But certainly doesn't show well on TV. Yeah. The, 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 the problem with this is it's all promotional content and <clears> you, <throat> you just did a glorified brochure and I believe a big waste of money. If you, I would You're say surprised that Grant Cardone did a, did a glorified brochure. Well, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. Okay. Grant Cardone right. is not a is not a stupid marketer. Grant Cardone 10 X the book. He's done a lot of amazing things. He, I think he knows marketing. He understands what works. And maybe by the way, this maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I believe that if you're going to go with the print medium, this type of model, you don't just do the one big flash, you know, big marketing campaign thing. You actually say, oh, look, I'm going to target this, whatever, this 10x publication. It could be super helpful, amazing information. How do I take this 10x concept and use it in my business, in my life, with my uh, philanthropic goals, whatever the case is? There's lots of things that the 10x model can do. Why do I just have to learn about the 10 products? So I think that was the miss to say, let's not do that. Let's focus on an, maybe a quarterly editorial calendar, get this out on a regular basis. And what you want to do then is measure it and figure out, okay, those people that received this publication, did they, after two issues, three issues, four issues, five issues, do we see a behavior change? It's yeah. very measurable. You can measure these things in print today. So that's what I would have liked to see. So I love the, the fact that they went to this direction with print. And I did not fall in love because I did I, I did feel a little bit like, oh, another, oh, another promotion, oh, another promotion. And I felt <laughs> that there was a miss there. All right. Well, yeah. There you go. Grant Cardone and Joe Rogan in one episode. I I really do need a shower now. Hey, I mean, um, both of them super successful. We I don't know. have to I, agree with them. Look, I, <laughs> but we both have to take showers. After I can have episode. both of those thoughts in my head at the same time, right? Which is can you? yeah. Can. I can. I can. Okay. All right. I what can. do you what do you have? What, what's okay. Going on? Well, I have a hit and a miss. Um, my hit uh is the new campaign from L'Oreal. 
Um, if you have not seen it yet, we will. There's a link in the show notes for sure. It is absolutely spectacular. So for weeks, they have been doing this uh, with little teaser videos, ads through social media, through all the other thing about this new uh, this new cream. This new it's a L'Oreal, so it's a it's a moisturizing cream, um, and it's called Cerave is the new product, and they are basically they've been leading up. It's going really kind of viral and it's been, it's been kind of, you know, building, 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 because what they've done is they created this campaign where Michael Sarah, who, who you know, from super bad sure. and from all of the Judd Apatow movies and all of that, Michael Sarah has been on social media claiming that Sarah V is his product product, right? His, his creation. And they are now capping it off with a super bowl commercial uh, that sort of just, you have to go watch it. You have to the the the, the commercial itself is absolutely spectacular. I haven't seen it's it. I'll have to do it. So so good, um, and it just it it just shows you that taking a long term sort of right committing basically committing to the bit is is so good. And for a brand like L'Oreal, who is not known for this kind of awkward cringe humor sort of thing. Uh, to do this, it was way outside the box for them. So kudos to them. Uh, a big, big hit, right? Awesome. I want. Yeah. I can't wait to to, to see the video. Yeah, it's 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 fun. If if you have to sort of look at it through that lens of a Judd Apatow movie, just but you 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 especially will find it very okay. very fun. It's right. so good. Great. It's so good. I can't. I, I predict it will be one of the big hits out of the the Super Bowl. Um, the second one is my big miss. Um, and it is basically, and this is not a political statement. It is purely about marketing and communications is the Republicans, uh, and their, their hot takes on what's going on with Taylor Swift right now. This is, this is not going to end well, uh, for them. Um, and this is picking a fight where they should not have picked a fight. This is, this is trying to create an issue where there is no issue. So the whole, sort of she's a CIA plant she's a government you know shill that for that whole thing that is being repeated ad nauseum from Fox News to Vivek Ramaswamy to basically I guess sort of your standard Republican mouthpieces it's just a bad look. It's just bad optics. And I don't care who you are uh, politically, where you sit on the political fence. It's just a bad, bad. It's a total, total communications miss. And I, I don't know who's responsible for it because it's there's clearly a focused strategy behind it. There's pe there are people out there with messaging architectures and message points. And, you know, they're all saying the same words um, and all of that. So it's clearly an organized idea. It's not just something that, you know, is is being just sort of improvised by people. So sure. it's just a it's just a total, total miss. And so, yeah, it's I I predict very quickly that this will be just be bad for all of them. I was talking to somebody the other day and I, look, it, there's no reason for a lot of this to happen. But the 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 usual go to uh, topics that you talk about during this time coming up to election would be the economy the yeah. stock market on the on the republican side yeah economy is in shambles stock market needs to be better immigration th yeah. th those are those are gone because the economy is rocking and rolling right now yeah. got all stats and the stock market's at an all-time high so what what mr trump and some other people had do you, they don't have that as ammunition so that's when you get to immigration it's all going that direction and then all the other crazy stuff that you hear I think it's because they're filling that vacuum because you don't have these other topic areas to talk about. You can't because yeah, you can't win on them. So not that I'm a political pundit. That's just my. No, it's case. just it's and it's not even it's not even I don't care about the politics of it. It's just it's just from a marketer and a communications and a content creator standpoint. It's just it's just stupid. It's just it's 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 not even you know, it's not even that it's just wrong. First of all, it's 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 that it's just dumb. That's the that's the thing. It's just dumb. Well, I would like to agree with you on that, but I don't know if it is because we'll find out. 
Yeah, we don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've I, seen I tr- crazier is. stuff happen before. <laughs> so I, maybe somebody knows something, and this well, is good. This is this is long term efforts going to work. I don't at, know. As I post, as I posted on Threads, there are only to 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 paraphrase my favorite movie, Princess Bride. There are only two things that you shouldn't do. One is to start a land war in Asia. And the second and only lesser well-known is never mess with Swifties when death is on the line. So. <laughs> with S- Sicilians. Yeah. Sicilians. Yeah. That's the, it's not yeah. Swifties. Swifties. Yes. Yeah. No, it's Swifties. Don't mess with Swifties. When death is on the line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a great All right. Movie. Well, that's our hits and misses uh, yeah. for this week. Um, hope you yep. hope you we'll enjoyed get, that. We'll Let us know, won't you? Give us, you know, go comment on the YouTube page. Go, uh, give us a review. Uh, let us know what you think about the hits or misses. Yeah. We, oh, that's a good one. Go to the YouTube page and say yeah. in or out with hits or misses. Just yeah, really quick, okay. either in or out. Comment on this episode on this old okay. marketing. We want to hear from you. There you go. All right, now it is time for the classic favorite part. Uh, of the show, the rants and raves, where Joe and I go off in a little bit of a rant or a little bit of a rave about a topic that makes us feel like, well, makes us feel like we're, I don't know, what makes us feel like uh, we won a Grammy, we didn't win a Grammy. Um, did you watch the Grammys? Uh, I did watch the Grammys. The it's so difficult for me to watch commercials. It, yeah, th- they were tough. excruciatingly long. I mean, I know that there's a lot of things that have to happen between segments on the grammy so i get yeah. the time but it is um it's very difficult i didn't understand what why jay-z had to come up and 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 fight for beyonce who doesn't need really? fighting for really you you you, you don't understand that <laughs> you, you know <laughs> no i don't i don't uh... i i i mean is it oh, whatever i'm not i i haven't been following it like that but i I haven't either, but I can already tell you that. Yeah, it's that. That's why, right? I mean, my. But did you see Miley Cyrus's performance? Oh, yes. I love that Miley well, won. She's, she's, I, fan, she's, she's so fantastic. Great. They're all uh, the. I mean, yeah. The so I didn't, and maybe, maybe again, I'm I'm showing my my age. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know, but I I didn't understand the whole Jay Z thing, uh, and I didn't know what Travis Scott was doing during his performance. <laughs> like I didn't. I actually had talked to my youngest. I'm like, is that, is Is that that what Travis, is that? And and he was telling me that Travis Scott goes on tour sometimes and he will sing this, do the same song over and over again. And he'll do like a 20 or 30 minute segment on one song just, just to do it. Wow. I I don't, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm old. I don't know All right. these things. So, uh, am I going first or are you going first on this rants and raves? Thing? I'll go. I'll go first. Okay. I'll you go do first. it first. So uh, mine, speaking of the Grammys, Billy yep. Joel performed. Of course uh, he on, did. On the Grammys. He has a, has a new song and they did a little clip before uh, he went on and, and talked about, you know, why after 30 years did Billy Joel get back and write a song? So for those of you that don't know Billy Joel, I mean, one of the most prolific songwriters in the history of rock and roll hadn't written a song for over 30 years, finally comes out with a song. Um, it's called Turn the Lights Back On. It's yeah. it's very Billy Joel. It's been like you yeah. it's a, it's it's very much a Billy Joel song, I think. But but I was going through this thing that they were doing and they talked about okay, why did he start writing again? What and in this the backstory is really interesting where he met with I'm trying to get the name of it. Is it Freddie Wexler? Yeah. Freddie Wexler, you know, they were going to get a meet. Freddie Wexler was a big fan, songwriter, Grammy nominated, yep. wanted a meeting with Billy, got the, you know, Billy thought it was a 10 minute meeting. This meeting turns into two, two and a half hours. They become friends. Freddie starts to talk to Billy about getting the songwriting going again. And Billy said, I don't want to write songs anymore. I don't like the process. It makes me unhappy. I'm not going to do it. Well, he, Freddie kind of worked with Billy over the last couple of years. Billy found the joy again, and now he's writing again. And so it's wonderful that Billy Joel's writing music again, if that's what he wants to do. Love it. I'm all for it. But the 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 rave in all this is the fact that I don't know if content creators realize that if you're a podcaster, you need to find time to talk with and commune with and network with other podcasters. Other creators, yeah. Other yeah. creators. If you're a blogger, same thing. Uh, if you're a YouTuber, that's so important. Because I know you and I deal with this. Like when we're off for a while and we don't get to talk creatively with each other or with other people, you know, you lose a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
and you lose a little, you, you, you forget a little bit why you're doing the thing. So that that's the learning that I got is make sure you spend time as a creator with other creators. And whether you go to events like CEX or Content Marketing World or whatever, you do those types of things, whether it's more part of a master class, whether it's informally, you're calling out and say, hey, every you know month, can we talk on the phone or can we get together for coffee or whatever you do? I think you have to put create it as part of your strategic plan as a content creator to involve yourself in other people's creative lives and you will be a better creator for it. So that's what I learned from the village. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it's honestly, it's one of the reasons I love CEX so much, right? Because I learn, you know, it's one event that I get to go to where I learn more than I teach. Right. And so it is it's it's great to be able to see what other people are doing and what's working and what's not working and get inspired and, you know, and and really, you know, uh, just soak it all in. So, yeah, it's great. That's it's great advice. So that was do you like the new Billy Joel song? I do not. Yeah. I do not. I, I was not a fan. Um, and mostly because you're right. It's a very Billy Joel song, but I think it's overproduced. I think he should have, it should have just been, it, it reminds, the song very much reminds me of one of the older, uh, off of one of the older albums, you know, like pre-80s albums, you know, where he got like really produced with the horns and drums and all that kind of stuff. It reminds me of sort of the old classic, you know, smoky piano bar, Billy Joel. But then they bring in all the strings and they bring in well, the drums and they bring I in I think all it this. was, I think it was fan service. I, th I think it's, I think it you really know, maybe was. later fan service or mm. younger fan service. But for those of us who love the old classic sort of angry Billy Joel, um, I, it felt very much like to me, like, you know, I mean, the words are, the, the words are great. Um, and the song, I actually liked the song. I just didn't like the production of it. Hmm. Well, know? I mean, you, you're out in LA. I mean, he probably produced it in LA. With Freddie, well, you should do something about this. Yeah, you? I could call him you and know, just say, "Hey, you know people, yo, yo you know, I mean, you, you produced the people. song for this for this podcast." Yeah, well, I could remix it. I could remix it. There oh. are tools that can do that now. Oh so. yes, absolutely. Okay, what do you got? What's your? All right, I got a I got a quick rant. I guess it is, is because uh, so this weekend is the Super Bowl. I don't know if you've heard it or not. Oh, yeah. Um, which by the way should not be called the Super Bowl anymore. It should just be called like football con or something like that. I mean, it's a full on marketing conference. Sports now, right? ball. I mean, it's like sport. Yeah. Sports con, uh, you know, <laughs> big sports it's, ball. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it is crazy how much stuff there is. I mean, there's an expo hall. There are vendors. There are physical yeah. experiences where you can go compete. There's meet and greets. There's, I mean, it's everything about mm -hmm. like a, like literally it's like, the, yeah, a it's like a CES. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a comic con. Sure. So, but you know, with two teams, um, and, uh, get off on a rant about the teams, but that's, that's what it is now. But here's the thing, the ads. So 7 million bucks for a 30 second spot this, uh, this year, um, that's $230,000 per second. If you're counting at home for those of us that are mere mortals, that's, we probably have an entire year's budget that is, you know, maybe 10 seconds, five seconds of Super Bowl ad time. So we don't even think about it, right? Most marketers and especially B2B marketers, they don't even think about it. They don't even, they can't even think about it. Would never be an option. That idea. Yeah. It just wouldn't be, they, they, they can't even conceive of what goes into that. Because by the way, that doesn't even account all the production and the hiring of, you know, movie stars and television stars to be in your ad and all that kind of stuff. And it's going to be great. 40, there's going to be 40 plus brands debuting commercials uh, this year. And what it reminds me of, and I think it's just, it, it, it just, it was a spur. It was sort of like a spur in my side when, when I saw the articles about what's going on in B2C and, you know, just about every year we do something on the Super Bowl ads, like, you know, here's how much, you know, you could actually get a media company for what you spend on a Super Bowl yeah. commercial. You could actually, you know, we talk a lot about that, but more importantly to me is thinking about B2B. What I want to challenge us all is where are the big ideas in B2B anymore? Like, they just don't happen. They, 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 it, it, we have become so, you know, in our shells about the incremental, you know, and I don't know if this is especially since 2020 or, you know, if, if 2020 was just a trigger or if there was, you know, this was a trend that was already happening in 2018, 2019, but it's like, 
think back. When was the last big breakthrough, huge, big idea, risky idea that you've seen in B2B marketing? Like literally something that made mainstream news or made, you know, made so much news that you go, holy smokers, we have to talk about that, right? And it's just not there anymore. Right. And and so I went back and I started to look. It's like, when was, you know, when 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 were these things? Like, remember the epic splits uh that Van Dam did mm-hmm. with the trucks, right? Volvo trucks. So yeah, yeah, that was, you know, almost 10 years ago now, right? Oh my god. Um, you know, the the end of software campaign, Salesforce's end of software at the turn of the century, right? 2001, 2002, where they literally had protests outside the Siebel conference and they had protests outside Oracle. They were talking about how you can't stop cloud. And it was this huge campaign that totally made headlines, totally made um, uh, sort of people think about cloud computing in a different way. Thinking of inbound marketing. When was the last time we had something as big as inbound marketing sort of take over the entire uh, conversation uh, in, in, in marketing and technology and all those kinds of things? And it's like, today it feels like most B2B, almost all of B2B marketing is this monotony of data-driven average, right? You know, it's like, yes, there are podcasts. Yes, there are videos, but they're all sort of like interview your customers and, hey, it's incrementally better. And, hey, we're getting a little bit more SEO out of this. And, hey, we got a few more downloads out of this. And, yes, this white paper is out there and this thought leadership is out there, but it's basically saying everything else everybody else is saying, you know, just maybe in a slightly more designed or packaged way. And, yeah, we've got a new show and a new podcast, but it's basically saying the same things that we've all said. And it just seems like we've gotten to the point in B2B where we got the memo. We all got the memo to to know our audience better, right? So it's like, know what your audience wants, know what your audience needs, understand your audience needs, do your persona work, do all that stuff. But we've gotten to the point where we understand that so well that we've forgotten how to surprise them. We've forgotten how to sort of just bring something that totally is, you know, orthogonal to what it is we do on a day-to-day basis. It's what I love so much about the L'Oreal commercial, right? It's it's such a weird idea for them. I mean, to bring in Michael Sarah as (laughs) as the creator of this beauty cream, they would have normally had some very big, you know, influencer person, you know, beautiful influencer uh, woman come in and and do something really, you know, sort of eh, normal, but something you would expect. This is so unexpected, so wonderfully surprising. And Super Bowl commercials are like that, right? We off, you know, we see B2C all do this all the time, make these big bets. Sometimes they win, sometimes they don't, right? Sometimes they fall flat on their face. Sometimes they're big risks. Um, and we just don't see, I don't see big risks in B2B marketing anymore, big creative risks. And to paraphrase my mentor, James T. Kirk, yeah, risk, risk is our business. Risk is our business in marketing, and we should be taking some bigger bigger risks so that's my that's my rant well i don't disagree with you at all but if i was gonna play devil's advocate i would say we may not be aware of the risk being taken if they're going to a target audience and like they don't make a marketing award out of it or like we no i I don't disagree that there are uh, yeah look i there are creative things happening right you know i can see creative b2b campaigns happening where i'm not the target market right i can see that but I'm talking about the the taking it beyond just the few hundred or the few thousand people that might go, ah, that's cute and neat and interesting and different, right? It's I'm really talking about something bigger, right, in B2B. And typically, I, I fully admit that's going to be probably a larger company that's going to be able to do this. Yeah, um, It's probably not a startup. But like, where is, where is the AI company? Like, where are some of these AI startups doing something so completely off the wall and so completely big that it makes a huge splash? Even, even OpenAI, right? OpenAI has got, you know, they're printing money right now and their marketing is blah, right? Their marketing is just blah. And, you know, hey, we can make you better. We can make you more efficient. We can make you more creative. We can make you more of this. Like, where is the, where is the creativity? Where is the creativity coming from someone like Google or someone like Salesforce or someone, you know, where is that? And it, and it's, and it's really, it's really disappointing that they're, that these companies are not taking any big risks. 
Well, the Salesforce Matthew McConaughey thing, I never got like the pro, the, the commercial set that with the AI and Salesforce and McConaughey doing his thing. I none of it makes sense to me. I, so I, didn't, I, get, I, I didn't really get it either, but it's 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 you know, it, it was risky, I suppose. But it's like the uh, to me, if you're going to do that, right? So this is a that's a great example. Like if you're going to do that, if you're going to bring Matthew McConaughey, to it, let's do something really off the wall, right? Let's not yeah. make it a little weird where we kind of go, I don't get it. Let's make it so weird that it goes, what the hell are wow, they doing? I can't believe they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hey, I'd love to see that. I'd yeah. love to see some more B two B Super Bowl commercials too. Yeah, and really. I mean, B two B has become B two boring basically. Aww. Right. Yeah, yeah, I told okay. you it was ranty. Okay, okay. Was ranty. yeah, that's okay. No, you're, it's. I don't think you're wrong necessarily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, but then again, OpenAI, uh, they're printing money. They don't have to do any marketing right well, now. That's, yeah, that's you have that's, to see yeah, beyond. Yeah. Beyond. What do you got that's, going on? What's, what's... Uh, I'm working. Um, it's it's. I got the Super Bowl weekend, so of course I'm going to be watching a little football, watching yeah. ads, doing all the things that I usually do on Super Bowl weekend, and uh, yeah, I'm probably cooking some food. Um, but yeah, other than that, work, work, work. Um, how about you? I'm, um, taking a little vacation time. Oh, that's right. That's right. So our next episode will be a special, special episode, a blossom, right. a blossom episode as you, yes, as you always say. Episode, so yeah. I'm looking forward to some time off. Uh, as you know, February, I got to get into the sun. And so I will be getting some sunlight for seven days and then we'll be, we'll be back ready to, ready to do whatever I do. Most people don't know what I do, so I'll just I love <laughs> keep doing doing a bunch. Ready to of do whatever I do. That's whatever, I like that. whatever I do. That's that's the name that's, of my new book, by the way. I'm ready to do whatever I do. Whatever I like um, that. That's I like good. That. I it's the name it's of a song. Work. It's a new Billy Joel song. Um, all right, <laughs> overproduced, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for joining us this week. Yes, we as, next week we do have a special episode. Um, the Joe is getting sun episode and. In the meantime, until we see you, please go, you know, go check us out on YouTube. Go give us some you and give us some reviews. We need some reviews. We'll, the, how about this? The cutest review, the sort of coolest and commentiest review, like you know, good reviews. We don't need bad reviews, but good reviews. And we'll we'll get you on. We'll get you on the air. We'll get you. We'll do something. We'll do something interesting for you. So go give us a review. Go comment on YouTube. And until we see you next week, just remember it's your story to tell. Tell it well. We'll see you next week on This Old Marketing.